I am Dr. Karen Becker, and I'm so excited that Colleen has nominated Dr. Erica Dickey for a Game Changer Award. And Dr. Erica is joining us today to tell us more about the amazing work she's doing with animals. So congratulations on your nomination, Erica, and thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's, uh, it, was, it was really interesting to even hear about what you are doing with this Game Changer for veterinarians. I think it's a really great thing to boost us all up because yeah. we deserve it. Yeah, you you do. Veterinarians are the kindest, most hardest working, compassionate group of humans on the planet. And uh, we have very hard jobs. And I love, this has been such an inspiration for me to be able to connect and meet so many of my colleagues that are just touching and changing the lives of, of course, their patients, but their clients. And Colleen just had amazing things to say about the work that you're doing. So for our listeners and readers who don't know about you, if you could back up and walk us through your journey of what inspired you to become a veterinarian and then how you decided to practice as you are doing. Oh, wow. Um, well, that is, that's a journey for sure. Um, you know, the interesting thing is, is that I have loved animals all my life, but growing up, my parents didn't really want me to have any animals. They just weren't animal people. So I grew up with the exotics then. So I got the hamster uh. for many, many years, and then finally convinced my parents to get a bunny rabbit. Little did they know that a rabbit is so much more work than <laughs> a cat is, for example. Um, yeah. But my, my rabbit, he stayed with me for 10 years of my life from grade seven all the way up to university. And it was such a bonding, um, loving experience. And every time I saw my friends with pets, I engaged with them, spoke with them about, you know, what their pets were doing. And I could just see this love this twinkle in everyone's eye whenever they were around their pets. And I felt the same way. So uh, that's really what inspired me to become a veterinarian was seeing the good that animals do in our lives and just wanting to maintain that, that goodness. Wow. Wow. So then you went to that. Where did you go to vet school? So I am in Ontario, Canada, and I am lucky to fortunate enough to be in Ontario because there's only, um, I think five vet schools in all of Canada and Ontario is one of them. So I did my undergrad in at the university of Guelph in biomedical sciences and graduated with honors there. I moved on into the Ontario veterinary college program at Guelph too. Wonderful. And then you graduated and you decided to practice where and when and how? So I graduated in 2011 and I kind of had an interesting journey where I practiced all over the place in Ontario. Um, so I, I moved around just to try and find what it was that was the right fit for me. And I became what is called a locum veterinarian. I think in the United States, it's more commonly called a relief veterinarian, um, which basically provides the opportunity to go into various clinics and offer relief for them, say, for example, maternity leaves, or if it's a, a single vet practice and they need to take some time off to help alleviate their load. Um, and I also worked in Stratford at a clinic for some time too. 
And then um, really it wasn't until my pet Smokey, my cat, who I had from before vet school, all the way through vet school, you know, um, marriage, children, house, all of those big milestones. Um, when he became ill, I felt alone. Yeah. Um, and I was a veteran as a veterinarian, I reached out to all my classmates constantly about what was going on. Am I doing the right thing? I just felt like I felt really torn. I actually wrote a, a blog about it on my website, petcomfortbet.com. And it was a, it's about the dual mindset of both a caregiver, a pet parent, and a veterinarian, and how truly challenging that was for me in having these conflicting feelings of like this gold standard medicine versus what resources I had to give. And at that point in time of my life, I didn't have very many resources left to give. I was coming on empty. And so this journey with Smokey progressed into a palliative journey. When I realized that I could no longer cure what was going on, he had pyelonephritis and, um, and we started to move things into a home palliative setting and then into euthanasia. And the grief that I experienced from that was so overwhelming and I, I took some time off and I realized that this is the space in veterinary medicine that I am meant to be in because I feel like I can make the biggest difference. Yeah. Wow. And then you, you did you shift your career path then because of this ex recognizing this deficit was in your heart, but also probably in your community. And in fact, veterinary medicine worldwide, did you, did you shift, did you shift to fill that void? I did. I first reached out and learned about the international association for animal hospice and palliative care, which I had no idea even existed. And I learned about their certification program to become a certified hospice and palliative care veterinarian. And I enrolled in that course um, from 2019 to 20. Oh my gosh, what a time to do this. We were in our last um, module when COVID hit and then had to study, do case, we had to do case studies and, um, and submit those and study for a final exam all while the world was just in chaos. And I was like, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this? Um, but I managed and I'm so thankful I have that education and just so many more tools to help support clients through this time. And then I started my own mobile practice. So I moved from being a locum veterinarian into a, uh, practice owner. Uh, we called our practice Black Creek Mobile Veterinary Services. We service a pretty wide community because in this area, there isn't very many mobile vets that are, yeah. well, that are even ex just mobile vets in general, but mm -hmm. that are exclusively dedicated to end of life care. It's pretty rare around here. So um, there's definitely a great, great need. And as I've been helping more and more clients, I've been getting that feedback that, 
wow, I didn't even know a service like this existed and how different, like I've, I've experienced so many euthanasias in the past, but nothing like this. Yes. Yes. What an amazing gift, Erica. And I'm so inspired that you recognized you, you felt in your soul gosh, you know, this, this is needed. I went through this experience and then out of, out of that, you created this beautiful gift then to give people in your community. It's just wonderful. I can only imagine all areas, all communities, in my opinion, we don't have enough end of life palliative care, mobile services. We don't have enough mobile services, but what an amazing blessing to the people in your community and to the veterinarians in your community that you're providing this critical. It really is. It's, it's like the most important services to help us help our pets die well. And you have dedicated now a full-time practice to doing that. It's an unbelievable gift. So what is, what, when you get up in the morning, what do you love most about this incredibly important work that you're doing? Oh, well, first, thank you so much for saying that, Dr. Becker. It's, it's nice to hear from another veterinarian as well. Yeah, huge, huge. I, I love that I get to spend time with my clients and my patients. They're generally, I've only met them the one time. Uh, Most of the time, some may enter into palliative care or start with a quality of life consultation. But for the most part, a lot of my clients and patients are one-time clients and patients. This this bond, this experience that we share together links us. And I hear so many stories. I hear so many wonderful things that they have experienced and shared with their pet. And I love knowing that there's the potential to change this really sad, difficult, heartbreaking experience into something a little less heartbreaking and that they can remember that joy and all the reasons why they are giving this last final gift to their, their pet and helping to reassure them that they're making the right decision because the guilt, the guilt that we all feel for making a euthanasia decision, it's there with us, no matter if it's right in front of our face, that this is absolutely the right decision. It always stays with us. So I think that's what I, that's what I enjoy. I I don't see very many um, clients and, and patients in a day because I have this dedicated time and space to share and to hold with these people and these pets. Yeah. It is just the most beautiful service. Um, your, your, your clients are so lucky, so lucky to have you available for this really important work. And what's so inspiring to me as, uh, as a colleague of yours is to see humans find their passion when, when you line up, of course you love animals, hence you becoming a veterinarian, but then finding your, your niche passion that sets your soul on fire. This is going to prevent, you'll never have burnout. You'll never start to feel dissatisfied with your career. Your soul will be full your entire career because you've lined up with what you were put on this earth to do. And it's just, it's really inspiring when you meet people who are blessed to be able to have that experience. So I love 
watching people do what they do when they're doing the right thing, because the effect, the ripple effect of your passionate work um, manifests in a bigger way. So the impact that you are having in your community becomes just this amazing service out of everything that you've learned. And because because you're working with your clients for this uh, to, to close up this last chapter of their beloved animals well, if you could tell the world one thing about this vitally important closure and, and why it's important to do it right and well and with thought, but also in a state of hopefully being able to be partnered with an incredibly compassionate, knowledgeable veterinarian like yourself, there's a lot of anxiety that happens in clients, but if you could tell the world one thing about what you've learned so far in your journey, what would it be? Well, that is a very difficult question to answer, to pick one thing. So I'm going to say two things. <laughs> yep. um, the first is to uh, fellow veterinarians. I think opening up dialogue with clients surrounding their pet's final moments, either ideally in advance of the actual goodbye day um, to help prepare them for what they can envision to be their best possible experience. And, and if that opportunity isn't there on the day of asking them, you know, what is important to you that I can help you through this time? You know, some people, it may, may be shocking to hear that some people are like, you know, I, I just, I can't actually be present for this, or I do not want to be separated from my pet. I want them to be on my lap. I want to be holding them, connected to them the whole time. And so for us to know that from our client is so incredibly valuable because we can use that to deliver a service that is so much more than a service. It's an experience, some, a memory that they will always have. Um, and then the second point is to clients and, and to pet parents. That's what I call everyone, whether or not they, they think of their, their pets as their, their kids or not, um, is to know that you do have a voice, you do have a say, and, and speaking what is important to you um, can go a long way. And, and recognizing that as veterinarians, we really do want to help support you. And so you sharing what you want, um, what you don't want, those are, those are so, um, so important in creating the best possible end of life experience. I, I completely agree with you and your advice is, uh, is important because your words of wisdom come from this vast experience, but also a, a place of helping so many clients through the most difficult, one of the most difficult places of their life. So we are so incredibly thankful for the work that you're doing. And we're so thankful for Colleen for nominating you for a game changer award. Thank you so much from the bottom of all of our hearts that you are doing this work and we're so thankful for it. Oh, thank you so much for having me on here to talk about this, this work that I'm doing. And thank you to Colleen for nominating me for this game changer. <laughs>